Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode five of MAPS season 15. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. As you guys know, we weren't able to do a full episode, but we didn't want to leave you guys hanging. We got a chance to watch it, so we just did like a short, quick highlight of what we thought of the episode. Hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll be back to our regular form and format next week. Hi, everyone. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, yeah. How's your week, Aid? It was busy. <laughs> like all the weeks. It's just busy. But some fun busy, some work busy, but never a dull moment. I mean, that's good. Life is not boring. I mean, I could say the same, but when the business involves flight delays, flight cancellations, it's not fun. Like the airlines are taking the piss right now. I have to tell you that I only learned about taking the piss when my British people explained it to me. So you have to explain (laughs) it to the listeners because if if they're not British, they won't know. (laughs) Now, see, that's the thing. When you ask how to explain something, you're like, I just use it. I don't know. Um, it just, I don't know. <laughs> you put me on the spot. It's like, it's almost like they're, they're making a joke of you, but it's not a joke. Yeah. It's just basically <laughs> like, they're being silly right now. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Are you serious? What, what are you doing? But yeah, they are taking the piss. Like, you know, you heard my, my, I sent you screenshots because I couldn't talk. <laughs> it was just cancellation two hours before then a terrible replacement of a flight with stops which i didn't have and then the thing is you get a replacement flight and everything and you don't get your any money any compensation nothing the airline stance is that you paid them for you to get from point a to point b and it doesn't matter at what time doesn't matter how but they're like oh we got you from point a to point b oh you, you we don't we don't owe you anything yeah except when you have to rearrange your whole life because of certain things i mean we could have had an episode there's a like a 10 day period no two weeks and in those two weeks i have to take eight flights and it's in in, it is two weeks from now that this series starts and i'm in fear Um, i'm in fear 
I have a relative who's supposed to go to Nigeria and she flew to Atlanta and they canceled her flight to Nigeria. That was Friday. Today is Sunday. She is not in Nigeria as we speak. Uh, Godspeed to you because if one of them flights is Heathrow, they're going through it right now. So uh, Yes, one of those flights that I have is to Heathrow. <laughs> <laughs> the only one where I have to check luggage is to Heathrow. Godspeed. I didn't even check luggage this time. My flight even included me yelling at an airport attendant. It was not, no, it was a thing. It was a thing. But we're here, made it back. Cancellations, delays, I'm here. So. I would appreciate any prayers you could have over my flights. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing I could do now but pray. Yeah, we'll pray for you. All right. So, episode five, did you think we missed anything? Was this a stellar episode or just a, eh, okay? Things happened. I mean, it was a good episode. Things happened. What did you think? Um, you know, I'm in a fog when I watched it. So it was, it was, it was, it was good. But I don't know that it was like, whoa, it was just one. Yeah. Kristen and Mitch really were the highlight in quotes. And I, I like that we're kicking off with Kristen and Mitch because both of them actually kind of went up in my estimation this episode. I cannot say the same thing. Kristen was pretty high to begin with, but at first I was like, Mitch, why are you? T-? At first, I actually watched this twice. And the first time I recalled it as Mitch taking time to tell this woman he wasn't attracted to her. But then when I rewatched it, I remembered that the conversation was actually her telling him that she wanted something and him saying, you know, at this time, I can't give it to you as nicely as possible. I don't know that I would say as nicely as possible. He could have just, he could have ramped it up one more level higher and not mentioned the attraction part and gone with the angle of it's an emotional thing for me. We're still getting to know each other. I'm not ready for the physical thing because you cannot force someone to be physical with you. I don't care what your body wants. (laughs) But he went that step further to say, yeah, that physical attraction is not there right now. It's just been four days, you know, too soon. I don't think he necessarily did right, but I didn't think it was that. I don't know. I think the way I, I didn't think, I thought it was, if you're going to tell someone I'm not there yet, I I think he said it eh, probably about as 90% as nice as you can do it. Yeah, but he just, yeah, 90% right, except the 10% is massive. The 10% of you saying I'm not physically attracted to you was unnecessary. Give yourself time and just stick to the fact that I'm not there yet. I just loved Kristen's reaction, though. I loved it. She was just like, well, what am I going to (laughs) do? I am who I am. I know I'm cute. Uh, If you want to get on board, uh, I'm there. But uh, I just felt like, Depending on who you are, that kind of statement can be, like, damaging. But I don't think Kristen was damaged. I think that's why I can forgive Bitch for saying it. Um, We're jumping all over the place because it just highlights why Kristen is not high in my estimation. I think it's a little icky to tell someone that if by the end of eight weeks you don't give me sex or don't say I love you, I'm asking for a divorce. Something about that just was, ugh. I didn't like that. Hmm. I mean, I usually say, look, just say yes if you think it's gonna, if you think there's anything there to salvage, and see how you do. 
But if you think that after the eight weeks, you will be too hurt or feel too rejected to ever move forward with this person, then you might as well tell them in advance, like, we're going to be calling it quits. I didn't see it as an ultimatum. I feel like it's just telling somebody so they can make an informed decision. I get it, but there was something icky about it. Because you're basically telling you you need to give me sex, but it's on your timeline. Like, what if he genuinely likes her? This is just a what if. But he's just not there. Some people move differently when it comes to sex. And he's like, I'm not there yet. Or I don't want to have sex on camera or something, but I do like you. But you're like, no, I'm just going to... You're kind of blackmailing them. I don't know. It's not wrong. Like, it's the same way, like, 90% Mitch told her nicely... 90% she's being honest. Maybe that's their MO. They're being honest. But sometimes honesty can be too much. It just sounded like a blackmail to me. (laughs) Like, I'm just letting you know, do what you need to do. I would never force you. But if I don't get sex or don't say I love you, I'm asking for a divorce. That's a lot of pressure. Uh, Okay. So in that similar vein is Lindy and Miguel. I am very, very annoyed by Lindy. Hmm. Why? Because she did it in this episode and they kind of recovered from it, but I can see in the preview she's going to do it again next week. She is a spiraler. Miguel will say one little thing that seems to make sense to me and she turns it into, why is he being so mean to me? I'm like, he wasn't really being mean. And specifically the first conversation where he, what did he say? Um, I can't remember what he said. Do you remember what he said? I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> I think he said something like, I, I'm i not sure if I can, I'm going to love you in eight weeks, but I want to see what happens or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't, like, it's possible I could love you, but I can't say. Like, no one can tell what's going to happen. This woman acted like he, I felt like he was just being honest and I don't know. I didn't, then she's like, it was just so callous. And I was like, what are you saying? You could say the same thing. You don't know if you're going to love him in eight weeks. And it's not the first time. I mean, we went through this with Clara when her whole fixation, if you don't say I love you, you know, that's going to bother me. I don't know why these people, this is already a pressure cooker situation. These people put a lot of pressure on themselves. Like, what is the I love you if the actions don't match? Like, why not just go with the actions and go from there? And you could see that pressure play out when Mitch called his brother basically losing his mind because he wasn't attracted to a woman. I was like, this is too much for you, man. Um, Yeah, you can just sort of see how it affects them. I gotta say, this season is full of horn dogs. now that I think about it. Just as we're going through the couples, I'm thinking about each of the men, and I'm like, huh, everyone's just talking about sex and sex, and um, the preview for next week when Nate is like, let's see who, I believe he said fucks first. Yes, but I kind of knew how that was. From This is my prediction. Of course, Morgan and Ben, I guess, went first. Then he's going to tell them. Then Morgan's going to be mad that he told the boys. But they were so hun- horn doggy about it. Like, you know, we're talking about Kristen and Mitch. Like, you can't go from saying I'm not attracted to you, then try to have sex with her. Then she just feels like a piece of meat. And he's talking about, I'm fired up. It still works. Like, everything about it was just ego. Like, these are your wives. Like, and then, you know, Ben going about, oh, she wants to fuck. Like, again, it's not even she wants to consummate the marriage. She wants to, it's just the way they're so 
disrespectful about it, I guess is the word. I don't know. This is juvenile. Funny enough, Justin is the one who's not. <laughs> you know, I wanted to point out that this episode is a, a banner episode for Justin and that I don't believe we talked about his dick one time. Yeah. Snaps. Yeah. Yeah. For Justin. Yeah. <laughs> they were all... Because I think Miguel also... You know, for me, I need to have sex. I need to know. I have to have, like, I'm fine having mediocre sex. But this, I'm just like, guys, four days. Four days. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) I don't know. There's just something. And I I, I completely feel Kristen, even though I do feel she blew it out of proportion. You know, when the girls got together and they were talking about what happened. And she's like, guys, I don't want to talk about it now. I'll wait till tomorrow when we're separate. In my mind, I'm like, oh my God, what happened? Did he try to force himself on her? And then we come to find out he just tried to have sex with her and made her feel some type of way. But I was worried for a second <laughs> because I was like, they're not going to show this on air, right? But I think she kind of exaggerated that, <laughs> the ladies. I guess, and I'm also like, but you told him you wanted more physical attraction. I'm so uh, confused. No, I mean, I get it. She wants more, but you really can't on the same day say I'm not attracted <laughs> to you then say, oh, I want to have sex. So now I'm just a whole, like, come on, you do better. She's like, even if you said I'm pretty, I'm so all the day. And then Mitch just saying over and over, social lubrication, stop, please, please stop. Um, The other big bombshell from the couple who is also talking a lot about sex is a, uh, Alexis and Justin, who had a great episode. They're so into each other on a very cute way. But that man sure did say I love you. And I thought Alexis's reaction was just very appropriate. <laughs> I am Alexis and Alexis is me. Like, ew, what are all these feelings? Four days. That's another situation where I felt he should have kept it inside. I get where he's coming from. And I don't believe him, by the way. I think he should have kept it inside, and I don't believe him. Uh I know where he's coming from. He wants to reassure her. He wants her to know where he stands. But I'm sorry, Aid, I have to use it. This was love bombing. And it's just kind of a little manipulative. It felt like Justin's goal is to, like, lock it down. Yeah. I feel like... He had to do Married at First Sight because his online dating wasn't working and he was like, okay, whoever they get me. And I think he's genuinely attracted to Alexis, but he's just like, I have to make this work. I am in love. She is the greatest. And if I was Alexis, I'd be wary too because I'd be like, this is a hard fall down if you're saying I love you three days in. Mm-hmm. She she took it better than I would have took it. I, <laughs> I would have run for the hills. That's what I would have done. <laughs> he knows he can't do better than Alexis. She looks so pretty this episode. Red is her color. She looked really cute when she was on the horse, too. That dress she was wearing. The, it, it was a jumpsuit, good. I believe. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But she was wearing red both times. She wore a red jumpsuit, and then at the dinner, she wore a red dress. So, um, yeah. Makeup on point. I was about to say on fleek. I was like, oh, God, no. Nobody uses that anymore. But yeah, she looked good, but I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. He's, like I said, I believe that he's insecure. So he's using that to kind of not trap her, but have her under control. That sounds so bad. <laughs> not under control, but he's he he doesn't want her to escape. <laughs> I'm like, I'll make him sound like a kidnapper. Yeah, keeping uh, her on a tight leash. <laughs> The level of insecurity that Justin has makes me uncomfortable. 
But you know what makes it easy to digest? She matches his energy. Like, it would be so much more uncomfortable if she wasn't, if she was like, oh, you're, I'm about to use another, giving me the ick, like, I just find you completely gross or whatever. But she matches his energy. And like he said, she made him comfortable enough to say it. Like, she doesn't judge him. She doesn't do anything. Also, I think their conversation sounded a little incomplete. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where they're headed, but they seem to be on a good path so far. Oh, I think um, what I was going to say was the celibacy thing. I, I thought, I don't know. I thought he was ready, but the way she made it seem was like, he celebrates, so where celebrate? As if they're not having sex because of him. Yeah, what was your take on that? That they're not having sex because of him. Which is very bizarre for a person who talks about how he wants sex all the time. Or his dick all the time. Um, Yeah, I I didn't even know that. I thought they were waiting for... Well, anyways, I don't know. These people. I I don't know. Because that's the part where I'm like, Justin's trying to tie her to him. But truthfully, if he was, sex would be a great way to do it. So the fact that they're not having sex and she says it's on him is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe he does like her. Do you think he... You said you don't believe him, though. I, I'm sure he believes himself that he's in love. But as Alexis said way back when on After Party, you do not know me. And I was like, okay, he said, I love you. That's fine. But then he said, I'm in love with you. And I was like, you don't know her. Y'all have been together for four days. Hmm. Yeah. What do you love about her? But he, no, no, it's Miguel. I was going to say he's the one who thinks love is a feeling, but that's Miguel, I guess, that thinks love is a feeling. I'm with Lindy. Love is a choice. So they do have a lot of deep conversations, but their deep conversations are not as annoying as Ryan and Clara's. It doesn't feel like an interview. It feels like <laughs> conversations they have to have. Correct. That Lindy and Miguel are funny to me because they seem to be progressing just fine until Lindy starts talking. And then I'm, it's, she's, she, uh, suddenly there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> her superpower is she can find a problem. Just give her any scenario. She will find a problem. But I'm really, really excited to see these couples when they move into the apartment because right now they're, they're, they're operating on tequila. <laughs> We're going to swing it back to Stasha and Nate. Um, they went RV riding and what did I say about them? What did I say? Shallow. <laughs> Hence why he was all about taking pictures for his IG while she's like, this is a test of how much he pays attention and he failed. I mean, he got some bits. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the kids these days. What are bits? What are yeah. bits? We got a message on social media or i think it was just um where someone said they think nate is a sociopath because they said it was like a little manipulative what he did with her family just you know crying and saying all that stuff but they don't believe that the nate we're getting is is the is the true nate we've got seven and a half weeks to go so we'll see they could be right at this point i wouldn't agree i don't think nate's a sociopath i think he's shallow a little bit I also think Stasha is too. <laughs> no, but, but I feel I'm... like she she brings up like important things. Like she's shallow, but I think she balances it out. I don't think she's all shallow. 
and I, I say the same for him. I think that both of them have a little shallowness to them, but it's funny to me that as the weeks go on, you can see that they are um, fully formed people. That yeah. moment with Stasha and uh, Alexis was was really very heartbreaking and very deep. And they had a lot of grace for each other in that moment. I really liked it. I wasn't sure at first what was going on. <laughs> I had to rewind it a couple times yes. and then I understood. <laughs> it was really quick because she said she didn't know her dad. And then Alexis just kind of was like, it's kind of like the same situation, but I know my dad. I'm like, Ur. but see, I give Alexis credit. I feel, Alexis is me and I am Alexis. <laughs> I give Alexis credit for instantly knowing that she had not a single bad intention about what she said, but she just thought for two seconds, wait a second, what did I just say to someone who just said something, you know, like, oh, I didn't know my dad. Yeah. That could be very hurtful. And Stasha yeah. didn't take it as hurtful, but I really respected Alexis in that moment for like clocking it so quickly and apologizing so quickly. Yeah. And Stasha yeah. for accepting the apology and being like, I know you didn't mean it bad. Yeah. So do we think the group is gelling better now? Yes. Or is it still okay? I, I on both the men and the women, I feel like everybody gets along and likes each other. I don't know if we're in matching tattoo territory yet, but <laughs> not yet. I mean, I'm just so glad that we're done with Morgan and Ben and the weddings. Like the whole flashing back to the weddings was throwing me off. So I'm glad that they're at the re at the honeymoon. I was just it, as happy as them when they walked in. Like oh my god, it was god. jarring. Oh it was like <laughs> wait, we're. It's almost like a you realize now that the honeymoon era and the wedding era are like two different shows because you're like, what, what are we doing? What past <laughs> that? Especially since the pictures are so not cute. But yeah. because they had the rush wedding, they didn't do breakfast brunches with families. Listen, I told you this before and I don't think you agreed with me, but I think I'm going to stand on it. I do think that Ben is a little childish. Okay. I don't think he's like, I don't get mature from him. Like even just the way he was joking about, oh, she wants to fuck. Oh, she wants me or, oh, we, whatever. I'm just like, are you a boy in high school? Like, why are you acting so, I don't know, childish. So of okay. all the, of all the men, I, I find him, you know, he annoys me in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> um, Usually we do a burnt ashes and a bouquet, but I actually, I like this. So of the men, Ben annoys you the most. For this episode? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's always Justin, but this episode, it I was- I thought you were going to say Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mitch actually didn't, but I think I'm clouded by after party. I really like Mitch on after party. I don't, don't ask me why, but I really did. So I think I'm clouded. And, you know, Mitch is- speaking his truth and i don't think mitch plans to hurt anybody i'm not gonna go into the whole environmental environmentalism whatever thing because i saw them taking shots in a plastic cup but that's besides the point <laughs> and I, I zoomed in to see what he did so there's so many things where there's so many gaps that he needs to fill but you know ben just being all i mean it's petty I can admit that he's just really hyper and really, you know, happy and all that stuff. But there's just something really childish about him, you know. And for me, it's Lindy on the <laughs> women's side. She just <laughs> sticks in my craw. <laughs> Who really annoyed me? This, yeah, for me, I'll say it was Kristen. 
that whole <laughs> if you don't have sex with me or say I love you, I was like, oh. And I, we shouldn't do this, but sometimes we do it. Like I can just imagine a guy. Well, a lot of them have said it. Say it to, to a woman. Like if you don't have sex with me or say I love you, well, they never say I love you. But if you don't have sex with me, I'm gonna ask for a divorce. It just sounds like a veiled threat. I don't know. But I also get the part about the honesty. Um, of the men who annoyed me the most this episode, no one really. No, I was okay with all the guys this episode. That's You're nice. right that Ben is childish, but it doesn't bother me as much. It just bothered me this episode. I think Morgan's kind of like... Morgan is... I actually want to use the term aggressive. <laughs> but I'm like shying away from it. But yeah, Morgan has some aggressive energy about her that annoys me. Um, I would say hyper. Lindy's hyper. Mm. I don't, mm. No, I, I wouldn't use hyper with Lindy. Lindy's just... We don't know where she's going to come from today or tomorrow. We're just watching, going on the journey. And we don't know if we're going to get dropped off, picked up, or go on a detour. But I will, I will say, though, that Miguel, this episode... You know, I've always thought of Miguel as like, you know, a good guy, you know, whatever. And then we got to see more of Miguel. Like, he's not like the goody two-shoes that I painted in my head that he is. Like, even when he went, you don't have to believe in God enough. Maybe it was a joke and he didn't mean it that way. But when he was saying like, oh, so when we do the consecrate or consummate the marriage, is God watching? Is God grading us? I'm like, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) I, I tend to see statements like that. If you didn't grow up in church, there's just a whole, I think, weirdness sometimes people can assign to the presence of God. And so that way to talk about it, I don't take it as disrespectful. I really just take it as like, you don't know the vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) But like a lot of these people on here, it's like, is it necessary? Find another joke. like Because she's left the church or something, but she still grew up heavy in it that it could easily be seen as disrespectful, especially when you don't know the person very well. So you don't know what could be offensive or not. So why risk it? True, true. But I see what you mean about Miguel not being the goody two-shoes that I thought he was. But I also, part of it is I'm like, is he annoyed with her? Like he went from liking her a lot to I think he's now mildly annoyed with her. Well, just is you get to know people and the layers continue to peel back. Um, yeah, all, all the guys annoyed me except Justin when it came to the whole sex thing. Because I just remember Nate saying, I'm, com- uh, what do you say? I'm confident by the end of this honeymoon, we're going to consummate our marriage. Like, <sighs> again, nothing wrong with the desires or whatever. It's just the way it was presented. It just, ugh. Like a, I understand what you're saying. Like a challenge or. Yeah. There was no, uh, there was no romance to it. Yeah, when Nate, when they were getting into the hot tub and Nate's camera was just going on her butt and he was just like, mm, and I was just like, mm, I get it. You hot for your wife, but also not a piece of meat. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hope you enjoyed that. Hope this holds you over. It's not going to be long before it's time for a new episode. So see you next week. Bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.